Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram Welcome to the second looped live Ask Eliza Anything, the show where you place your problems in our hands and we help you. We're here. It's me. It's Emily. By the grace of me, here's Emily. Yeah. Marsha. By the grace. Uh, very excited. Yeah, I'm the grace. Uh, very excited to have you guys. Very excited that enough people like this, that we're doing it again. It's so much fun to do this live. And so we're going to get to the questions. We're here in week about 500. Get that cat out of here. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Uh, riveting for people just listening. So today we're getting to the questions. We question don't care about them. Have. What? We don't. The people who are watching us, that's who's critical. People who are listening, that's second, second wave. They get it when they get it. The watchers get to see everything. You're being a real bee. <laughs> You're being a real bee. These people are listening and they're watching. Now, <laughs> I'm hosting. Excuse me, I'm hosting. Okay. People's questions have since changed. Have changed since being in lockdown. The nation is uh, ensconced in tumult, but we're here to sort it out. And by the way, your questions don't have to be about society or the ongoing race war, which is horrible, or our crumbling economy and the ecology of our biosphere. It can be as small as, I like peanut butter, should I? We're here for you. No question too great or too small. No. For mine's as small as ours. No. Kick it. So we're going to honor the first question that came into the chat. Stephanie Clary said, Eliza, do you have a favorite style of beer or any you don't particularly care for? My boyfriend owns a craft beer store. We plan on buying VIP tickets the next time you're in New Orleans. So would love to bring you a fun mix six pack. P.S. Introduced him to you and your comedy. Now he's a huge fan, too. He tells everyone to watch Spencer Confidential. Name drop 504 Craft Beer Reserve. Look, he's he watched. Would. 
He he, he loves would. Spencer Confidential. They make like, beer. There's this, there's this scene in the bathroom. You guys got to check it out. Real acting chops. You guys have been getting, you and Noah have been getting into, into beer. Uh, Noah's really into beer. I'm a big fan of saying I don't want a beer and uh-huh. then having a sip of his. A beer that he really loves is Golden Road Brewing, and it's a local, like a California brewery, and they have a beer called Mango Cart, which is very tasty, very tropical, as close to juice as you can get while still being beer. I don't really drink beer because it has a lot of calories, but I do see why people drink beer, and it is tasty. Sometimes you don't want something so sweet. So if I were to indulge it be that, maybe on like a Cinco de Mayo, I'll have a Corona. Mm, but uh, I kind of like, I'm a, I'm a big calorie eater versus calorie drinker. And you like the, um, the fun ones, the, the, the Bud Light, the fun. Oh boy, you're eating a pizza. I shouldn't be doing that, but I think someone no is one getting likes off on that. this sound. No. Okay. I'm sorry I didn't eat all day because I was doing something. Okay. Um, the flavored, what are those ones? The, is it Bud Light, the flavored Bud ones? Bud Light seltzer, but that's yeah. a seltzer. That's just, Okay, and that's separate. I like a fruity beer. Mm-hmm. And I think men feel good about it. Like, oh, it's beer, it's still fruity. Like a flavored beer. Mm-hmm. I used to really love, um, what are they called? Oh, Lambic, which is like a Belgian. It's basically juice that's carbonated. So I don't know, but uh, I can tell you this. If you bring me a six pack of beer, it will most likely be given to the crew. Because I tend to not go back to my hotel, question my life decisions, and, like, crush a six-pack alone. Although Hunter will drink it. He does love beer. Yeah. So, right. Because you're not going to ship that back. It's, it gets a little tough. I'll tell you what, though. I will take a picture of it. I will tag you. I will support a local business. <laughs> Tasty terms. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, question. A, mm-hmm. a, I just want to say, there's always a weird vibe in New Orleans. I've done a what? couple shows there now. The crowd is fine. But, you know, New Orleans is a haunted old city with so many different kinds of people coming in and out, so much turmoil. There's a, you ever been to New Orleans? No, my, wait, no, no, my parents love it though. Okay, it's a, if you're not drunk, which I never am there, because I don't get drunk before shows, it's like this, it's like a palpable, like there's like a, there's a heaviness to the city. You feel it. Because of all the ghosts? The ghosts, the voodoo, the Santeria, the Catholicism, the war, it's the like old humid. South, the oppression, the swamping. It's a, it's, it's an interesting vibe. Mm-hmm. Fully haunted, like most of America. Let's get it cracking. Kick it. Okay, we have a question from Dax. Eliza, you have been leaving little quotes and things after you grade your crosswords. What was the inspiration behind that? Also, the crossword solve live stream was the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. You had so much fun. I love, I had so much fun. I love the New York Times had me. And I think they were like, oh, we'll have other people participate. And I was like, here's my answers. I started putting quotes at the end because I, like every other white woman on the planet, think of myself as uh, someone that people can look up to. I don't know. I just thought enough people are going through something at all times. And so many people are dealing with shit. And so many people you know, I don't have a billion followers, but look to my Instagram for a source of light. I figured I would just put down whatever it was that I was thinking about that morning. I try to start off every morning with like an intention. Do I lose it 10 minutes later? For sure. Mm-hmm. But I figure if it's all positive, may as well share it. If you don't like it, you scroll past it. Mm-hmm. But those are the thoughts that I set my morning with. In quarantine, it's been like I get up, I walk the dog, I have a coffee, I do crossword. So it's a slower morning. Right. And I take that thought into my workout and I try to walk with it throughout the day. Try to be better than I was yesterday. 
Okay, How am I going to eat this nice. pizza and do this show? I don't understand what was happening all the other hours of this what? day. People love watching hot girls eat pizza. People love watching hot girls eat pizza. Should I do it like this? Like, hey. It's always that. It's always some basic girl. Like, pizza is life. Tacos. And that's the only bite she took out of it. That one crunchy bite. And she spits it out. Is that a homemade pizza? No. This is a prime pizza. Mm. And what's important about it is that it was frozen because you can order frozen pizzas from Prime. They're working on it. They're working on it. So at home we test it to see if it tastes weird. Did I tell you about the frozen pizza that I purchased? Please had... keep going. I don't think anybody wants to hear the rest of the story. That is the worst wind up to a story. Did I tell you about the frozen pizza that I purchased? <laughs> We're on the edge of our seats. Okay. Kayla Swan asks, highlight. <laughs> is it, am I missing out? I mean, I is the, the, is the conclusion just as riveting as the setup? Here, it's real quick. The taste was not right, and I wondered no, why. The ingredient is imitation mozzarella blend. Yeah, that's most frozen pizza. No, this oh, is... Oh, God, what brand did you buy? Celeste's Pizzas for One, and I went to their Amazon page, and it's just people leaving one stars like, I feel sick, help me. You went to their Amazon page and as a hobby, as a treat. I wanted to see if I was dying, if I'd eaten a poison. Um, I've eaten two out of the five that came in the pack. We'll see what happens. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe 
for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay. Kayla Swan wants Wait, to know. <laughs> you want to see if you're dying? You go on the page with just like, that's not death. That's Celeste Pizza. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, there goes that potential sponsor. I don't think they have the money for you, to be honest. Sick. Suck it, Celeste. <laughs> Kick it. Kayla Swan asks, hi, Eliza. Do you have any topics you like to debate about? You make so many good points on your podcast and in your stand-up that get me thinking about things in a different light. And by debate, I mean a meaningful or fun back and forth. Obviously not trying to change some troll's mind on something. Ha ha. No, that's what I want. Well, I don't. It's it's so many people are always like, they're always like, oh, I'd hate to get in a debate with you. That's not, I don't get like rock hard. Like, oh, let's fight about this. I have a friend who always thinks things are up for debate no matter what you say. And I think it's almost like a happy puppy syndrome. You're like, oh, let's back this back and forth. I'm like, no, no, I'm a comic. This is not a two-way conversation. I said what I said, don't at me. And if you don't like it, don't mm-hmm. listen to it. I'm always up to um, be, I always want to know better. I always want to be informed about stuff. But debating it, especially if the other person is fundamentally wrong, Usually you're just fueling some sort of inner desire for them to either have your attention or to just poke holes through your argument. Like there are some things that I would be happy to explain. I want you to know I explain them calmly, Mm -hmm. but a back and forth, it doesn't make me feel good. It just frustrates me that someone that wrong gets part of my time. I have argued with two people this week about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So that's been a nice, like, non-life-threatening thing to just fight and be like, no, you don't have all the facts. I read the memoir. I know what's going on. Are those good things? Like, does that does that make you less of a crazy person? I feel I really have Denise Richards back, and I hope she can feel that. I'm so glad your microphone fell, because you don't deserve one right now. Because you didn't want this to happen I, anymore. I don't know what's up there. You saying that you... Stand for Denise Richards or like your riveting pizza story? No. The people I, in the chat are liking it. Ooh, the okay. The chat you won't show me? Cool. I think, look, we like as comics, we're saying what we're saying, and it's not for the feedback. People always get in the comment section, and every once in a while, I can't resist clapping back at someone. My biggest pet peeve is when I say something, it's succinct, it's honest, and someone's like, what about this? And you're like, just because you said it back doesn't mean anything. Someone's yelling at me from the audience. I'm like, no, no. Right. These are the thoughts. Not a conversation. It's not a conversation. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I don't ever, yeah. Okay. Any things I like to debate? I could debate. There are some things I could debate just from the heart. I could Mm -hmm. debate the merits of being Mm pro-choice all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of facts you come at me with. Like, I'll debate that till I'm blue in the face. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the irrefutable truth behind Black Lives Matter, as we saw from this morning's post, um, being anti-anti-Semitism. Um, we're talking about just like basic human things. Yeah. I could debate. A lot of other things are super nuanced, but being kind to one another is uh, something that I could debate the pros of endlessly. Yeah. Okay. But I could also debate, debate why like a lot of people suck. It really just depends on, on the mood and who we're talking about. I hate everybody. Okay. Angelica Schaefer asks, Hey, Liza and Emily, huge fan. I am working on writing my vows for what will be a social distancing pandemic wedding. I'm Wait, trying by the way, sorry. Anybody watching this, feel free to drink every time I touch my hair. It's compulsive and you'll get really drunk. That looks cute. Okay. Angela. Angelica Schaefer. Angelica working- Houston says, I was the top witch in the movie. Okay. I am working on writing my vows for what will be a social distancing pandemic wedding. I'm trying to balance humor while still being sensitive to what so many people are going through right now. Any suggestions? Why? It's your day. It's your day. It's not your day to take into account a body count. It's not your day to be like, before I pledge my undying love to you, Scott, I just want to acknowledge all the COVID-19 victims. It's your wedding day. You don't have to think about anyone but yourself. Pandemic or no. That's it. Totally. That's, is that meaningful to you if your husband's like, Angelica, you got the thickest ass. I love you. But I just want to say thoughts and prayers to everyone going through issues. People aren't listening. They're at your Zoom wedding for you. This is not being piped through like Cedar Sinai. Right. Stop. We do this as women. We're like, and I just want to make sure that I'm, no one's going to, no one's going to cancel you for not being woke to social situations during your wedding vows. I think Emily, so. Emily, you can't be in the chat room at the same time. I'm not you in the chat room. can't just jump in. I'm, I'm watching you. And your little talking. angelic, pure face. Where I are you going to get doing. your questions? Where are you going to get your you're, questions You're talking from? to people. You're in there chatting up with Dax as a name. Like, hey, buddy, good to see you again. It's me, <laughs> Emily, the mayor of the chat room. <laughs> No, but although you know the chat, they did a um, they did a, a watch party of I think War Paint um, last Friday. The, all the chat people they're coming together. Look, that's what you get. I from love coming that. To this live. I have a new piece of pizza. They call them the. Crickets. How many pieces are you gonna eat during this? As many as it takes. <laughs> takes for what? You want to know? But that's my answer. Also, I felt pressure with my vows to me, you know because you wanted to be funny, but I also really want to be sincere. And then I had this like weird allergy thing the night before and I took some like Benadryl and I was like a little oh, weird. Oh, your eye went. But anyway, my eye went and puffed. My, pu- my eye puffed up. Yeah. We got It scared. always goes down, but. You have a, a puffy eye by nature. That's what reacts on you. Puffy by nature. And sometimes it just hurts. Like this morning I woke up to what felt like someone just stabbing me in the eye with a needle mm-hmm. and it just like wakes you up and I don't know why it does that. But that's been but. since the PRK, right? Yeah. That's dryness. This is... What more could I do to moisten it? I put in eye drops. I close my eyes. I go to bed. But you also poked yourself real hard in the eye the other day. I mean, when we talk about scathing topics for a podcast, <laughs> obviously Ask Eliza Anything is going to be at the top of the chart. I still think it's very funny on the last live when you said, this is why people hate this podcast. People love this, this podcast. Is why people, this is why people love this podcast. People either don't know about it or they love it. There's no in between. No right. one's listening and they're like, I don't like it. 
Or they leave a review that says, Emily breathes too hard. And I say, no, I don't because I know it's not me because I'm so far away from the microphone. It's not me. Shut up. Can you hear me chewing? Yeah, everybody can hear you chewing. Really? They're not saying that in the chat room. They said they're, that's because they're nice to you. They can hear you. I chewing. don't realize how hard I breathe until I watch back an Instagram story of me just, I'll just film Tianfu's face. <laughs> and you just hear, the, like, just serial killer <laughs> observational, just. <laughs> I find that too. And I work, like, if I take a clip of, like, a dumb movie that I'm watching, especially if it's, like, some, like, girl in a bikini with a shark, and I'm just, like, but on the podcast, I am not breathing heavy. I'll never forget doing someone's podcast at the Ice House years ago when I was eating baby carrots, and it wasn't even my show, and there was a sound engineer, and I got lit up. Baby carrots. I was hungry. Baby pouncer. Kick it. Okay. How am I supposed to eat this then and not make a noise? I mean, you were supposed to eat it in the last 12 hours, but okay. I kept... No more. No more. I'm ready. Jackie asks, what is one beneficial thing that you've gotten out of the pause in the U.S.? For me, I've reconnected with my friends in a much more frequent way. We all live in different states and often went months without seeing each other or talking often, but the quarantine has given us time to slow down and reconnect. Yeah. I love I that you're calling fair. it the pause. I feel like that's like, like a group of like seven-year-old women got together like, we'll call it the pause instead oh. of menopause. Um, the pause, the reset, the unraveling. These are all just like scary. It's like the, the sketch on your show, the, the, what was it called? The, where everybody's disappears. The dis, was it just the disappeared? Like the no, leftovers. Nobody, nobody got that far. Um, I have enjoyed giving myself the permission to take time. I'm not a slow person. I don't no. like get up and breathe. And like I said, like I've been getting up. I get the, I do the crossword. I have a cup of coffee. I work out like just being able to pace things less frantic because I'm not going out of town and everything kind of slowed down. Yeah. And I give myself a chance to breathe and work on other projects or kind of just shut down everything at like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it, while it's been horrific for most people, um, if we're talking about just creatively, just being a little bit more present and identifying, I never thought I was a stress eater, uh, but I've noticed lately that I get stressed out because we all feel like we're just falling through a black hole. Yeah. And so I eat and I've been trying and it's hard lately to identify like, how am I feeling right now? Why did I just eat so many cherries? I gave myself a canker sore. <laughs> I ate so many cherries, just power Gross. eating cherries. Yeah. And identifying, or like at night, you know, sometimes you go to your email and no one's writing to you and just that feeling of, oh, I need to be doing something. And Mm -hmm. I found if I just put the phone away, how everything kind of just dissipates. So really trying to feel stuff, acknowledge it and, and make a choice. Like I don't need to feel that. I'm just observing it. Right. And it's been helpful. Uh, I try not to send out as many laser sharp, angry emails. Wrote one yesterday, erased it, spared Kara, my manager. I was a lot of agita. Me. No, this one was not to you. Okay. But I, I do have one in a draft ready <sighs> for you at all times. <laughs> it's about your outfits at work. I'm wearing a t-shirt that has cats on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and that's a change of pace. No. Okay, Christina Hinson asks, what is your dream buffet plate? If you're of any kind of buffet of any kinds of foods, what would your plate look like? 
Well, the problem with the dream buffet plate is that if you could have anything, you probably, oh my God. He's taking a pizza out of the oven. Well, he needs to, we're but all he's got just his headphones in. He's oh, got his so he headphones in, so it. he can't hear me snap at him. He burned himself. Yeah. Um, you'd the problem with the dream buffet plate is that there's so many, like you only have a couple foods that are your favorite and you're not gonna have enough stomach room for like Sour Patch Kids and Sour Peaches and toffee. You know, it gets a little gross. So I would say uh, just a pile of lobster meat and a little thing of butter. Even after you had to eat 80 lobsters for Spencer Confidential. Spencer Con yeah, I still love it just because I got sick that one day because I ate too much. Maybe lobster meat, sustainably caught lobster meat, some mm -hmm. uh, Alaskan king crab or snow crab, tasty, not stone crab, none of meat. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Okay. It's hard. I used to like, that's, that's my answer. I know you wanted like, oh, taco or something else. I mean, we love a tasty taco, but I love lobster. Maybe some sort of other lobster. Sometimes when you go to like Asia, they have like different looking lobsters and different kinds of crabs. And they're always like the size of your head. Just load oh. me up with lobster. Why go for all different kinds of things when you know one food reigns supreme and it's lobster meat? Okay, mine would be mashed potatoes, um, some salmon. Why, how, really? You would have that right now. You could have lobster meat right now. Mm-mm. Not as easily as you could salmon and potatoes. You can go to 7-Eleven and get salmon and potatoes. I'm talking like good. Off of buffet. Just nice. I'll admit, me eating this pizza has pulled my focus from the show and I'm sorry. I love a buffet dessert. I love a ice cream thing where you pull it yourself and it comes down or just like a vat of pudding everybody no, and can you know what? stick a spoon into. A what? A vat of pudding everyone can stick a spoon into. Is this a Georgia thing? No, like when you go to like like old school, like trashy buffet, like a Shoney's, mm. and you you get like, cause I would, I'd Is be that, like, oh, I get a little of the pudding. I get, I pull the lever I mean, on the ice cream. Pudding is a top cookie. dollar item because it's so cheap to make. Yeah, here's the problem. Um, and this is not my joke, so I will cite the comic that has it. Um, there's a comic in LA named Matt Knudsen, and this joke is so old, but it's, it's just so funny to me. And he has this joke about how when you eat at a buffet, you are eating things you would never normally eat. And he's like, Fair. you would never normally say to a waiter, like, can I get uh, three cubes of green jello and an empty taco shell filled with ham cubes? Not my joke, his, very funny. Um, the buffet thing kind of grosses me out because they also front load you with like all the salads and like all the things that they want you to eat more of and they always put the good stuff at the end. I understand it's like a Bacchanalian thing, but only in America. I mean, I guess they have smorgasbords. Tick, pick two or three quality things and appreciate those. Don't just load up on hot rolls. The problem with a salad at a buffet, I can't be in charge of my own dressing. I need someone else to, to tell me what's appropriate. To like hook you up to an IV. No, to like put on, I'll put on too much. And then I eat it and I'm like, this wasn't right. I shouldn't have done this. That's what she said. So, kick it. Kick it. Okay. I can't, I can't go down this road. I can't, I, the more I, I hear you talk about it, the more I hear, I get grossed out. You're like, at a Shoney, like you're going into, I think you're all like the talking. Shoney's are closed. Golden Corral Midnight Special. It's a fun time. Okay. And somebody without a name asks, what was the last thing that made you laugh, Eliza? Noah, what's the last thing that made me laugh? Didn't I laugh at something? 
What? Can uh, I laugh at something? What? Oh my God. Yeah. Noah is very funny. And he says stuff like he like hangs back and then like shoots his shot. He doesn't get in there in the scrimmel. He gets in there and he's like these laser like assassin and jokes like gotcha. Mm -hmm. And the other day I was like singing and I was like, I feel like I'm a really good singer. And he's like, I don't think you're a good singer. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people... I don't know. I go, I feel like I'm like secretly like a really good singer. And he goes, well, that secret dies with you. <laughs> you know what? You want to hear something gross. When I came back to work for you because I'd left for a little bit. And then I came back and you had met we Noah in the, the interim. Ages. Yeah, look what we happened met to Noah me. without me. Look how I uh, flourished without you. I met him at your Halloween party. I wasn't working for you when I came to your Halloween party. I remember very specifically... That I was like, who is this person that's dating Eliza? Why is this happening? I don't like change. Who's this hot dude? He made those really good potato tacos. Yeah. But did. very specifically, I remember then when I saw you guys together, when I started working for you, that he constantly made you laugh like more than anyone else does. And I was like, okay, I guess this might work out. I think he this will be okay. He is very funny. And he says stuff like, I don't know why. He, why were you imitating a robot the other day? He can't hear me. He's listening to his own podcast about something important. Uh, it's always like a basketball thing or something about the environment. Yeah. He was like pretending to be a robot. And I was like, I want to see my friends. And he goes, I can be your friends. And like, it's like a oh, girl he robot. Was being, yeah, you, he did his, he, yeah, his girl so he goes, robot. He, go, he goes, I can be your friends. I go, okay, what should we do? And he goes, brunch. I go, okay, what are we going to have for brunch? He was like, juice and oysters. And I was like, okay, well, I want to have a girls' night. What do we do for the girls' night? And he's like, we can curl our hair. And I go, okay, I want to wear a cute outfit. What kind of shoes should I wear? And he's, big ones. We can big talk ones. about. I go, ooh, let's talk about boys. Who's cute? And who did you say? Oh, he goes, Leonardo DiCaprio and John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> boys, we can curl our hair. Oh boy, he's he's a funny man. He is. He he's very bashful. funny. He's clever. Anyway. That's the last big thing I laughed at. That was the other thing, Noah. Didn't you say something recently that I laughed really hard at? There was there was the robot. There was um, whatever the thing I just said was funny. Was it something with the dog? He mm -hmm. did. Was it that? That was you. That was oh, this is pretty sad. You laughed. The at dog yourself. is so, Tianfu is so innocent. And Noah was hosing down the plants the other day. Watering. Watering the plants. Watering. It was called watering. Fine. He was watering the plants. And she, like, comes trotting up to him. And he just looks at her and he points the hose right at her. And she just comes and trots up. She doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know to be afraid that, like, that's going to be a forceful blast. And she's just staring. And we kept, we do this voice because she's so innocent where she's like, hey, dad, what's that? And, like, it'd be so mean to spray her. But she's so innocent that we think while she's being sprayed, she'd be like, hey, Dad, where do you think that water's coming from? Hey, Dad, do you think someone's spraying me? I hope you find them, Dad. Like, just this, or just like, hey, Dad, what's that pillow? Hey, Dad, there's a pillow over my face. Oh, God, burn. Hey, Dad. Like, she's just so painfully innocent. Yeah. Hey, Dad, I think I'm going to poop. My, my dinner's falling out of my butthole. What do you think's going on, Dad? Anyway, we have a lot of fun with our own voices. We've been home a lot. Someone asked, uh, Megan Dooley asked, Eliza, you have a voice for Tianfu. What voice would you give Emily's cat, Gracie? They hey. asked this a while ago. so this seems Hey, it's me. This girl won't stop taking me to the vet. 
She says, there's something wrong with me. And I say, you know what's wrong with me? You. That's I'm Gracie. I honestly, was found in a, in a car part and I wish she'd left me there. I, when I read the question, I did not have a voice in mind. That's, that's it. This is Gracie. So I get away from my mother, right? And I find this sweet Primo car engine to make a home. So I nuzzle up in the car engine. I'm getting all covered in dirt so nobody sees nothing, no way. And this girl comes out. She got cat print on a, on a shirt. She kept talking something about Sandra Bullock. I'm like, meow, meow. I don't know who that is. Quit kissing me on my teeth. Next thing I know, I'm up to my ears in vet bills. And she, but she lets me sleep in her bed. Sometimes she sleeps on the floor. I don't know. I'm Inspecting gonna, my butthole. I'm Look at me. This visual of that was, I was the fine. color. I was fine. I, it's called camouflage. You never heard nothing about that. Because you're clean, but that's not how I live. These are my choices. <laughs> Quit taking me to the vet. I'm fine. I'm not. Right now, I'm just communicating with the vet via email and applying ointments. I swear, there's a scam going on. I think she's hoarding cat medicines. I think I, she's selling them. <laughs> I'm not even a cat. Don't tell nobody. I'm a small, weird-looking possum. Possum. Oh, I would love that. Oh. Not until you see that thick rat tail they got. The it's tail thick, is the problem. I think that the, is the problem. The tail is why people have a problem with rats. Rats are so smart, and people are mm. like, oh, but look at the tail. Yeah, it's not the whole Black Plague thing, spreading of disease. What are you going to do? You're going to lick it? It's fine. No, I think they're going to bite you. I think Not that's what people good. are. Like. Oh my God, you are Kathy Bates from Misery. <laughs> Kick it! When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. 
we have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all bowl and branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bowl and branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> Not a fit good. Uh, also, Grace Hansen, my mom and I love you and all your specials and bought tickets to see you in Phoenix and Minneapolis. I'm an engineering major uh, where two-thirds of my classmates are male. My question is, how can I make friends with my guy classmates when they ghost me after I mention I have a boyfriend? How can I be friends without having them without them having to date? Oh, my God. It's a male engineering class. It's called Men and Machines 101. Um, those are not the people you're friends with. Look, everybody wants to fuck. It's college. You're all nerds. You're all super horny, whatever. Those, look, look, is there, I mean, if you're, even if you're not reasonably attractive, like guys want to have sex with girls, okay? Um, But men and women are capable of being friends with each other without it. So hopefully they're friends with you because you're smart. Maybe you're funny. Maybe you're just like a cool chick. There's always a little bit of that. But if if those guys are assholes, you don't want to be their friends. I think you want to be their friends. So... Right. And by the way, don't do the girl thing. Don't be like, hey, study group, I brought cupcakes. I brought the notes. Like, don't try so hard. Don't try so hard. Because boys will just, they'll just let you. And then you're just like, I'm trying really hard. And I had everyone over. And now I'm cleaning up all the plates from the lasagna party. (laughs) Those aren't your friends. what you did when you studied at a lasagna party? You want to be friends with the guys in your class? Aim lower. Don't pick the hotshot dicks that are like, oh, she got a boyfriend? Fuck it. There are plenty of nice guys that would like to be your friend. So seek them out. Yeah. I had tons of dude friends when I was in film school and I didn't sleep with any of them and we were cool. So. <laughs> so. Okay. I'm just Misty. saying. Also, like, maybe try being friends with some of the girls. He says two well, thirds. Well, two thirds are men. So, yeah, I mean, right. you know, it's. That tough. means there's still the other part that's girls. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. Uh, Misty Carrasco asks, am I wrong for getting completely turned off when someone's dating profile is exclusively selfies with Snapchat filters? I think it's low-key a sign of some deep-rooted insecurities. No, it's just a sign that they're stupid. Who uses Snapchat? Are you 10? No. I don't even know who uses Snapchat anymore. So, no, you're definitely right for being turned off. Look, we all do like a light filter. The key to using a filter is that nobody can tell you're using a filter. And that way we all get this weird sense of what people, we all have like this dismorphed view of what people should look like. Um, this really skewed view of it. But no, especially, are you a girl? Is that a girl? Uh, I believe so. So are you Misty. dating girls or boys? Uh, she has a boyfriend and all the boys are like, What? What? She has a boyfriend. And she's, wait, no, she's not. She's trying to date someone. Oh, I Snapchat. was talking about the last question. I I'm told sorry. you, you can't be in the chats. <laughs> I was talking about the last question. No, it's you're in girl. the chat like, yes, I do love Sandra Bullock. Thanks so much. My podcast is called Taste. No, it's a girl, but the problem is they hear it a little later. So. All right, listen to me. 
No, you're, gotta... the, you're the worst. You're the worst, worst person I know. Uh, you're the worst employee of the month. Um, it's a little weird, and like I don't care if this is a gendered thing. It's weird if guys are using Snapchat filters. Even if they're doing it like to be funny, then it's a substitution for a personality. Okay, Misty is bi. Okay, Misty, I can't solve all your problems, so look. Well, so I'm sure it's well, probably I... mostly girls with filters. Okay, that's bad too. It's really weird if guys do it because they're usually like, the filters are there to like cover up if you have like acne or like aren't perfect as a girl. But girls doing it, I look, have fun, put on a bare face. When Snapchat first came out, I definitely did like some of the ugly funny filters, but we're too far down the rabbit hole of technology for it to be excusable that grown women are like, I've got a bare face. It's all because we all look beautiful with them. It is a sign that maybe you don't have like the best personality. But Misty, I don't know anything about you. So maybe you don't have there, a good personality. There was a period of time, I feel like, when guys did have the dog tongue Snapchat filter it's so, in their profiles. It's so basic. Right. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Look, just it's the fact, good. Misty, just the fact that you're asking that means, yes, it's a problem. Because you're smart enough. I know I just said you may have bad personality, so but I didn't mean that because I don't know you. Uh, just the fact that you're asking that means you're smart enough to know better. So the answer is, it's okay that that bothers you. It's okay to not want to be into that person. It's yeah. lame. It would be like if somebody had like a Celtic armband tattoo. I'd be like, well, maybe you're not my soulmate. Oh, well, maybe that's not let me thing. show you. Oh, sick. No, Look, know. it's under here, right next to a picture of Gracie's butthole on my armpit. <laughs> Have kick you it. seen the tattoo where it's, it's, like, it. where it's it. somebody's belly button turned into a cat butthole? No. She's like, do you want to? No, I'm not going to show you. No, that's a, a hard commitment to a very one-note joke. All right. Aaron Schmoll. I tried to run, and I think I broke my knees. Any non-running activities you'd recommend to do at home that don't suck? What kind of a question is that? Not activities. You can do a Rubik's Cube. You can do Cats in the Cradle. You can read a book. You can use what all four corners of the internet. activities? Anything. Get a Wii and sit on your couch and do the Wii. You know, the Nintendo Wii. You can do an upper body workout. You can be jacked. Like, uh, what's the guy in the wheelchair from Family Guy? Oh, Joe Swanson? <laughs> yeah, it'd be Joe Swanson. Bonnie. <laughs> Kick it. He doesn't talk like that. Patrick Warburton, who is well, very I'm sorry attractive. my voice doesn't go deep enough on command to do a Patrick do Warburton impression. Excuse me. Sarah Gorski asks, what's something you've learned about yourself in quarantine that you weren't expecting? Didn't we kind of like answer this like a little bit? You know what bothers me? I learned, I wanted this hair color for years. Mm. And I'm not somebody who's gone stir crazy. Like I have a lot of things to do and I decided to do this in place of getting my highlights like I normally get. And it bothers me that I'm part of the group that dyed their hair red. Just first of all, this isn't red. And so part of me is like, maybe this is a positive, like collective conscience, conscious of everyone. Like we all did something together. Everybody wanted to change. But, like, I've been putting color in my hair forever, even, like, little flecks. So I resent the idea that, like, I'm part of the herd. So that bothers me. Right, because the joke is that everyone's at home, like, shaving their heads and dyeing their hair. And even our cooking show, like, I had that idea, like, from the jump. And then, of course, everyone did it. I even picked 5 o'clock from the jump. There's a bunch of things that I'm seeing now in the Matrix that, like, I did first. And it's not that anyone copied me, but, like, then people do it. So what I'm learning is that, like, I'm usually ahead of the curve. And if I could just get big enough... To amplify my things, I will be considered a trendsetter. You're a little too far ahead. You gotta, mm. gotta get a little, 
you don't want to be career. too far ahead. Yeah. It really, I mean, honestly, ahead of it my really time. is. Like, like far enough ahead that people don't understand. And then when it comes out, everyone's like, oh, duh. And you're like, well, oh, that just I'm means that, that when I'm dead, I'll be exalted. And people will be like, oh, you just got to wait. A lot of great artists. So um, we're just trying to get people to catch up to me because I ain't slowing down. Kick it. I've also learned that I can eat more than one bag of popcorn in a sitting. And that is horrific. Kick it. Megan Dooley. Question, what is your earliest childhood memory? Apparently, according to my old psych professor, if you remember something before you turned three, you're close to genius. I remember falling down the basement stairs when I was like one. My mom really remembers that one too, LOL. I don't remember. Because then there's like, there's memories, but then there's confabulations, which you'll know from taking psych is when it's like a fake memory that you have or like a mixing of memories and it's Ooh. not really a memory that you have. A lot like of Like someone memories. says something, you're like, oh yeah, when that happened, you're like, you weren't there. Um... Mm -hmm. Very I don't easy know. to create something. Yeah, because I also don't, if I have memory, I don't know how old I was. I just have the memory. I remember, that's a good question. I remember. I having, remember. Oh my God. Nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. Fine, go ahead. Let's hear it. Ask Emily anything. Go ahead. I'm a twin. And but I just know that I'm not listening and I'm only thinking about my answer. I'm giving you time. I'm buying you time. By talking about yourself. Yeah. What am I supposed to? I'm supposed to talk about your first childhood memory. Can I no. tell you something? Can I tell what? you something? Sometimes when I look at your face, and this is going to sound like the wrong thing, but it has nothing to do with the actual animal. I think of a baby orca whale because you are, your skin is so white and very smooth, so smooth it's almost shiny and plump. Like you've got so much collagen, like there's no wrinkles, but your hair is almost black and you're smiley and they smile a lot. I mean, they're not really, they're in captivity, but I, you, and you always like kind of like, you smile and you look up and I always think of you as like a baby orca whale. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to tell you that. Look, it's better than the time my PR professor told me I look just like Matthew Broderick. And I said, like, a, <laughs> like, like if Matthew Broderick's had a sister and she said, no, just like Matthew Broderick at like a PR, like get together at her house. And I was That's like, bad PR. Oh, you were in her home. Oh. Yeah. Devastating. I um, have this memory of having a high ponytail at our country club pool and my mom picking me, not aggressively, just picking me up by the ponytail. And I made a face when I came out of the water. I must have been under, definitely under like six. So you're close to, well, Megan, by the way, has opened the question up to me, too, and I'll say... That's only because you made her feel weird, whale. I'm a twin, and I remember, or I, re or I created this memory based on a photo I've seen. We had a double-decker stroller, but not too wide, two in a row. And I remember I needed to sit in the front, and I needed to have my special baseball cap because I was bald and my sister had a lot of hair. And I didn't want my sister to have a hat. I wanted to be the only one who had a hat. Now, again, could be based on a picture I saw of me in the mm -hmm. stroller with a hat. You don't know. Yeah, because how would you know that young that having a lot of hair is better than being bald? I, well, I just knew that I didn't want someone else to have a hat, but I know that I always, right. they, put, they put a little cap on me because I had a bald little head. In many in ways, you're still sun. that vengeful twin in the Georgia sun. Um, I also remember my best friend, Erin, she and I, our parents would take us to school. <clears throat> Sometimes her parents, and my dad would take us. So my parents were definitely married. And I think this was like pre-kindergarten and he would, roll our socks down so they like made like little donuts around our ankles 
He would the always coolest roll way to wear socks. He would always roll both of our socks down. Like, that was the thing. And I remember sitting in the back of, I want to say it was a Lincoln Town Car, listening to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. And that okay. was, like, the first song that I ever learned. So, Donut Socks with Aaron, Man in the Mirror, back of Dad's car. All right. Kick well, it. Well, okay. hope that, I think yours says a lot more about you. David Mongiardo. What's a return the favor gift idea for a friend that's been <gasps> making me dinner when I've not had the time due to pandemic work? She's a manager Ooh. at one of my favorite restaurants and they just opened back up for good to go orders only. I'm getting my hospital slash university back to allowing researchers back on the university side. So long days. So, so she's been giving food from her restaurant. She's been like making it and giving it to him. Yeah. Like already made food. Oh my God. Give her a gift card to her own restaurant <laughs> and be like, I didn't include tip. <laughs> no. It's tough. It's funny you ask that because this is part of my top of the cob, but uh, yesterday I was thinking about Father's Day gifts and I was thinking about my mom's birthday falls on Father's Day, which is like so weird. The internet has these weird ideas of what parents are and like some of the Father's Day gifts are punishable. Like mugs yeah. that say like, eh, dad jokes are the only jokes. Like All the cards are, are people fishing and it's like, my dad's not gonna fish. My dad doesn't fish, I whatever. Uh, and also the mom stuff is always like a little tacky. Like it's a heart necklace made of nickel. Uh, I saw this meme that spoke to me in a way no other meme ever has. It was a collage of all of those. Oh my God, I'm so glad we're talking about this. It was a collage of all of those um, like gift baskets you can get at like CVS where like it's like rose scented lotion, bubble bath, bath salts, or like one that's just like all violet. You know what I'm talking about? Like those, yeah. and they're wrapped in cellophane. And the meme, it just said like literally no woman wants this. And it's true, like, we have this idea from, like, the 50s of what a mom is or wants. Not the 50s, because that would have been, like, a vacuum. Yeah. And that's been propagated in our mom modern-day gifts. Your mom isn't tacky. Your mom just wants you to acknowledge her, that you ripped her in half when you came into this world. So your question for this woman is, she's been making this food this whole time. Yeah. Uh, I think flowers are fine. You can't, like, it's a little weird to, like, give someone, like, a massage gift certificate and being that everything's closed. I also think maybe a card from everyone at the at the hospital, maybe signing it, although they don't really know what they're signing. Like, thank you. Like, nobody knows. Flowers, a really fun gift basket. Maybe there's, like, a local popcorn place or something like that. Um, everybody could chip in for a, a little curated. variety of stuff. A curated yeah. gift basket makes a big difference. I actually recently, I got my dad a, a gift basket of beer and I wanted to find something that was like was craft beers. A basket of liquid, like they'd all been dumped in. <laughs> there were a lot beer. that were like, here's just, you know, this brand that you know. Like, and so if you can find something, put something together is even better, but it's hard to go out and go to different stores. If you get a bunch of little thoughtful things and put them together, I think <gasps> that's the way to go. You know what you could do? Also, because she's been feeding you, you could feed her. I'm just going to plug this. They're not a sponsor or anything. Um, there's a company called Gold Belly, and they facilitate shipping of like, gourmet food products. So like Russ and Daughters, like bagels in New York, like you could order several bagels and some sort of... But if she here. already has food access, is there Yeah, like yeah, but another... just because you have food access, I'm just saying just to a restaurant doesn't mean you don't want something delivered that's special. Mm -hmm. I always vote for like a candy bouquet some sort of like a Harry and David thing, just something that's got a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Or even just flowers, like a really nice arrangement that says you thought of her. Do not give an orchid. It's like having a pet. And they stick around. Mm. Kick it. 
Okay, Amanda Luisel says, for some medical school interviews, they will randomly interject with the prompt, tell me a joke, and then you have to think of a joke on the spot that's appropriate but memorable. Remember, you're interviewing for medical school or a residency program. Any great one-liner jokes that are PC but still funny? I mean, look, a classic, two guys walked into a bar, you'd think the second one would have seen it. Is it that they're trying to see that you think fast? Because honestly, in my life, I've never been like, I need a good ENT. Who's the funniest? <laughs> right. I, it must be thinking fast and also like, are you cool? Like, you do you break down under pressure? Because I think that does put pressure on people like, oh, God, this is outside my wheelhouse. So like if you have to. It is my wheelhouse and I feel pressure because right. like a street joke. So how do just you like, respond under pressure? Do you have any what's other. Funny, what's funny about a man losing his life? Just and look up, listen to me, and you look that interviewer right in the <laughs> eye and be like, in the time it took you to answer that, I could have been saving this guy's life. Now go to the giggle hut and get your and buy your two drinks. Get out of my face. I All hate right. that. Because I get that in interviews. People are like, got a good street joke? I'm like, no. no. What do you want me to tell you? Like a vaudeville hacky joke? Why? I love an anti-joke, and I can't think of any right now, but I will sit and read them for days where it just turns out to not even be a joke. I think it's very funny, especially if you do, like, the long one that builds up, and then it just is nothing, and the other person's time has been wasted. I also feel like a lot of mine are not, like, dick-related, but they're not, like, super clean, or they're, like, two Jews walk into a bar, and you might, you'll get dinged for that, so. Yeah. I would just be like, you know what's not hunger, and you know what's not funny is childhood diabetes. I'll tell you what's not funny, the the rate of coronavirus spreading. Christy Baltera asks, do you think Blanchard- Oh, I know one. Sorry, tell us a joke. Be like, uh, our president told us to inject uh, our skin with Clorox. And if they laugh, then they agree it's good medical advice and you should not work with that person. If they I laugh- I what you saying in spirit. I don't know, kick it. Christy Baltera asks, do you think Blanche and Tianfu would have been friends? Yeah. I think they would have cuddled together, but I don't, they're not going to play. She's. I think they both would have just tolerated each other. Tianfu, yeah. it takes a certain, but I don't think she would have, Tianfu will growl, but then she's fine without getting too into it. I think they would just kind of acknowledge each other. Maybe Blanche wasn't a, as playful as Tianfu because she's a puppy. Yeah. But I think they would have respected that there was a space in my heart for both of them. Yeah. And Tianfu not being that smart, I think Blanche would have found a way to hid, to hide her toys. Yeah. When we would stay at Michelle's house in Austin, uh, Blanche would go digging. Michelle, like, is, has, like, a lot of rescue dogs. Blanche would go dig for the dog's treats that they had buried, and she'd eat them because she was a little bit of a bully. Yeah, so. she was. Tianfu would be just following her around, like, please love me. Please. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, I can't find my treats. Do you think someone ate them? Hey, Blanche, is that my treat in your mouth? Mm-hmm. I sure hope not. Hey, Dad, is that a pillow? It's so awful. Come here. here. Are you trying to have her come over and apologize to her? Come here. I want to show you how small you are. Let me see. Um, all right, kick it. Okay. Terry Ann says, question. My best friend, a girl, 30, just broke up with her girlfriend. My what best advice- friend, a girl, 30, just broke up with her girlfriend. I'm sorry, what I'm advice- going my head. What advice can you give her? They were together for about eight months, but she thought she found the girl she was going to marry. You didn't. You didn't. Yeah. I, I, I have to know the circumstances of the breakup. Here's the thing. They did you a favor. Wouldn't you, this is what we always say, we, 
at the Heartbreaks Club, wouldn't you rather know that that's not going to be the girl eight months in versus like a year and a half? You're lesbian, so you've already moved in together for sure. Um, but that's the way you have to look at it. That's not the girl. Yeah. That's not your girl. It just no. hurts, but that's not your girl. Let me grab the dog. I okay, you're going to get... So do you want to keep... This to, okay, well... Uh, okay, well, Blair Desiel asks, Eliza and Emily, what's the verdict on dating someone with the same name as one of your exes? Uh, that's... You it know, it's always... the name. Oh. Mm -hmm. She's got a cookies and cream mouth. Um... It doesn't depend on the name, you know, because we all know, like, we all know that someone named Travis is going to be kind of a turd. And we all know that someone named Matt might be kind of a psycho. Like, you've got all these preconceived notions in your head. Wouldn't you rather meet someone who's a good version of that? What about a... If a you can't get past it, then it's... Hold on. If you can't get past it, it says more about you than that person. Because it's just a name... And, oh, I dated all these Tims, and they were terrible, and then I met a good Tim. And then from then on, you'll be like, I got the one good Tim. The name thing, by the way, nobody yells out a name during sex. It's only in movies. So even if your friend has the same name as your dad, like, you're not going to be yelling that out. No one does that. I've mm. never, during sex, been like, oh, Noah. Like, and if he said Eliza, I would be so uncomfortable. That's too he many never syllables. He never says my name. Um, you get okay. over it. I mean, unless it's a name like Beelzebub, in which case you've got greater issues. Okay, Scott Rifkin asks, can you tell us about uh, your views of gender bias in your industry? I still feel like female comedians don't get the respect they deserve. I don't know. I mean, you're just doing your thing all day, every day. All day, every day. Don't get the respect. Yeah, but, you know, then you look at someone like Ellen DeGeneres who could, like, buy a small country. So... By and large, yeah, the kinds of people who gather in comment sections and say humiliating things, but, like, I still have no problem selling out my shows. Mm -hmm. And when you blame it on, like, when you, it is difficult being a woman in comedy. You do have to fight a little bit harder. But when you make it about all women having this issue, I really feel like it discredits the women that do the work and put in the work and are talented and are funny and have built something. Mm -hmm. So saying, oh my God, we're always falling behind and it's like, but there are some women thriving. It takes away from what they've built um, because I, I know for me, like I never asked permission and I never thought of myself as less funny than I just went. Yeah. And this has become a, gr a huge, <laughs> it's become a huge part of our conversation, but you know, but also forever. And I've said this from the beginning, uh, People are always like, women aren't funny. And I'm like, well, there's even more men that aren't funny because there's more men that do comedy. It's just that when a woman sucks, just like, and I've said this forever, just like any part of a minority, when one fucks up, they're like, oh, they're all like that. So yeah. you cringe a little bit, but I am not beholden to a bar set by another female comic any more than I am a male comic. Like you get on that stage and you stink it up. We're not the same. We may have the same chromosome pairing, but like, we are not the same. I don't care if we have the same hair color. We're both girls. We're the only two of this on the show, the only two of that. I am not my sister's keeper. So I will defend you. And I've done this when someone's like, oh, she's not funny. You're like, why isn't she funny? And then you unearth that it's really their own bullshit prejudice. But yeah, there yeah. are tons of women aren't funny. There are tons of men that are not funny. Uh, but I, I'm just doing my thing. Okay. That's well, all I can answer for. Chad Stratfors asks, how do you get past all the Karens so in the world getting, af ugh, getting offended by everything through your comedy? 
I never wanted to be one of those people that was always like, you don't like it, don't watch it. But you have to be that way mm-hmm. because no matter what you do, and I got into it this week um, when I was, you know, m- moved uh, to not be silent and post about basic things about humans right, human rights like Black Lives Matter. And it is always that sad thing where no matter what you say, because it'll always be slightly imperfect, there's always someone there to be like, well, actually what you should have done. And it's always the people who are doing nothing publicly that sit there and play Monday morning quarterback and poke holes in your argument from like the back of the class. And so mm-hmm. I have this new rule, like I do not argue with a block profile. I am not gonna, you want to sit there You're after I've pre- presented myself vulnerably vulnerably my vulnerability and you're gonna sit there and be like well here's what's wrong here no i put an argument out there and it's not for a debate here's what i said Mm -hmm. and you're gutless that's why you're blocked and uh, that's why you've got a uh, a block profile or that's why that's why you're not doing what i'm doing i had the guts to say it and you didn't so you have to adopt this like if you don't like it move on I'll always take an education or a conversation, but like it happened the other day, I posted something and this girl, what did she say? And she was cool about it later, but it was like in my comment section, oh, that's what it was. A friend of mine who is like, he's white and he's super active socially. Uh, He's always, his page is always about body issues, gender issues, race, like he takes it on 360, all of Mm -hmm. this stuff. He posted something written by a woman, a black woman who had written about race. I'd never heard of her. And he posted her words. I having, by the way, I didn't know if that was like a friend of his. Like, it's not my fault that I don't know every single person that's like a self-published author or a speaker or whatever. So I reposted what he said. I tagged her. I cited her. And I made it about him. I was like, it's really cool because I I really trust my friend. And this girl was like, why didn't you amplify the woman's words? Why didn't you do this? Like just poking holes in that. And, And I'm just like, so because I did it imperfectly, she's like, I'm just letting you know, like I'm a fan. I'm like, but you're calling me out publicly. Right. People have to see there is this satisfaction for women in like calling another woman out publicly. Love you, girl. Just letting you know. And you're like, no, no. You got off on doing this publicly, hoping that you that people would rally behind you and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? You should have. You did it wrong. Hey, white woman, you did it wrong. Signed, other white women. And I said it back to her. I go, you did it publicly because that's what felt good. This wasn't about me amplifying anyone. This is about you pointing out that as a celebrity, I made a mistake. And I'm just, that's as real as it can get. If you totally. really wanted to make a change, you would send me a DM and be like, hey, I just want to let you know this was a thought. And I still disagree because, by the way, I, you have to think like a journalist when you're a public person. I can post someone's words, but I can't endorse someone without knowing them. And I've had that right. happen where you're like, this person's great. And then you find out, oh, they're a huge anti-Semite. Oh, they were at this weird rally. So you always have to be careful who you're upholding because you don't know what else they've done. Mm-hmm. So you can post a quote or something, but... I'm not going to, and also like, what was I supposed to do? Not post that quote and then just spend the rest of the day reading about this woman. And then like, I like what my friend posted. I like what she posted. I made a point. Yep. People really get off on being like, look what the celebrity did a little, look what the celebrity did that I would never have the guts to do, but wow, we should crucify her. It's it's a white woman on white woman kind of verbal violence. Well, now it's time for a fun Top of the cob, right? Directly. I off definitely of that. got tunnel vision while I was saying that. I was like, and I, another thing. Yeah, no, that's fine. You want to do a mini top of the cob song? It's the top of the cob. We're doing it live. This is a loot. 
No, I don't know. Okay, do you want to start? Yeah, I do. What's your, what's your, do you want to start with bottom or top? Okay, I'm going to start with the top of the cob. Okay. Uh, well, it was this one thing about sorbet, but then in a conversation we had prior to this, one of the engineers getting this ready was asking Emily about the movie collection behind her. And like uh, Emily, without even blinking, was like, they're mostly erotic thrillers. No, and my, my erotic what? thrillers have their own shelf. That's everything okay. else. But like, I am so here for the fact that like you had no shame in that. I don't think of you as like a super sexually open person. Like, I don't know what you do on the weekends. I don't really know what you look like chin down because I only see your face on a computer screen now. Um... And I think it was really sexually woke and creatively woke that you were like, erotic thrillers, next question. You didn't equivocate. You weren't like, but it's not this. You were just like, this is what I'm watching. Come at me. And I, in that moment, I was like, I've never met someone more secure with themselves than my assistant, Emily. <laughs> Even if it's not sexual, you're just like, I've this got- is the crap genre that I'm into. Great genre. There's always a twist. There's always a murder. There's always a dead man. Great genre. I said crap genre, but you say great genre. That's I okay. I say great. Okay. I say great. Uh, so before uh, we got, well, my original your top, top of the sorbet. Cob. Well, New York Fred for you, my dad got his gallbladder out yesterday. Uh, and it's a surgical procedure. I guess they do it laparoscopically. So he's got little pokes, he's little holes in his belly now. Um, but this was the conclusion of a nine-month ordeal of going in and lasering out these gallstones at one point. We didn't know it. Like, it was just a very scary thing, especially if you've never had a parent who's undergone something like this. Yeah. Months of procedures until they could get this thing out. So it marks the end of it, and I wanted to send him something. And I was just excited about the creativity because it's like, you don't want to send your dad flowers. Like, they don't care, and my dad doesn't like much, and there's not a ton of things that he eats because his liver is having to function on its own. Anyways, he, I asked him what he's into and he randomly said sorbet. And I was like, maybe I could ship some from Gold Belly from like a nice deli, but they only had gelato. So I went on like Grubhub and I found a place in Dallas and I made sure they had the flavor. And 45 minutes later, a tub of sorbet arrived at his house That's and they nice. got to eat it. And I thought that was sending someone food without them knowing it to arrive like 45 minutes later. It felt really good. It's That's like a nice. nice thing to do. Yeah, it was fun. Send someone a pizza. Yeah. Send someone a snack. All right. Well, my Send someone top, your leftovers. All right. What's your talk? My top of the cop is I'm reading Parker Posey's book uh, called You're on an Airplane. And it is written as though you are on an airplane with her. So it's very strange. It has like all these weird pictures. And it's like written <laughs> as though you're sitting next to her and she's talking to you. So it's like very uh, stream of consciousness. So it's hard to read a lot of it in a row. But it's a nice little like break uh and i ordered it used because i it couldn't find used. it i ordered it used to guess what wait i ordered it used it is a signed copy that's a crazy signature i and i googled a signature because i was like that's insane uh yeah it is i ordered it and i got a signed copy i met her Top once. Of the co- she was she- really cool She's so cool. And also, I feel like if I met her, I'd be weird and then think about it for the rest of my life because she'd just be so But cool. she's weird. So she probably would This not book think is about you. weird. It's yeah. weird. Well, I, I mean, it's not like she plays normal people. No. And I say that in the best way. My bottom of the cob is this, and it is also ice cream related. Mm. In this new way that we're living, uh, things are much, I mean, the pain and suffering notwithstanding, 
you can't, nothing's accessible anymore. And they're like, oh, we've got to-go lines. Everything's, first, everything's a pain in the ass now. You want food, you cannot pop in somewhere. You've got to get the app. You've got to download. You've got to order. Every place you pass has six people just waiting outside, waiting for their food. Everything's waiting. Any yeah. delivery service is going to be a nightmare because your food's going to be, because if it's wrong, it's not the restaurant and you can't contact the app. Like everything's just a clusterfuck. And gone are the days of just getting a simple scoop of ice cream. Now you have to buy a pint. Yeah. The other day I was like, oh, I would love menchies. You can't because you can't pull the lever anymore. So you go to uh, an ice cream shop and it's like, yeah, we've got pints available. You're like, I don't want a pint because then I have to eat all of it. Yeah. So I'm just not, it's just everything is a line. Everything is fucked up. Everything is wrapped in plastic and it's just, it's just become so difficult. So yeah. you end up ordering to your house because you're like, I just don't want to go stand in a line at a restaurant forever. And I know that sounds like champagne problems, but being forced to buy more than you initially wanted. Yeah. Not my favorite. Well, my bottom of the cob is I think I've got a critter in my thing. I heard a scrabbling in my wall heater today. And I was like, oh God, what is that? I, what is a scrabbling? Like, I need a vowel, triple words. No, like, <laughs> no, like in the metal. Cause I can hear like when it rains, I can hear the raindrops hitting it. Like it makes sounds, but this was a very distinct like scrabble. So I went over, I peered in and then I like hit it a couple times and then the scrabbling stopped. And so I can't, I can't have a rat bite my baby. So I don't know. No, I thought you happen. said they don't bite. I thought you said it, well, if it's a good a one. loose one is different than, I said I wanted one as a pet, but a loose one, if it's scared and What's the difference between it, a loose one and a pet? Just a wall. A it's loose your house. one is one that's scared running around. Gracie's chasing it and then it bites her in self-defense. What small change would you have to make to that rat's environment to make it from feral to pet? You just put it in a uh, box. Spend time with it without Gracie. You are doesn't know me uh, i think it on the contrary i think it knows you very well it lives basically with you. my walls Ugh, so that's what better way an eye on it's all around you in some ways the rat is god it's everywhere if i lived without a pet i would be excited to see a rat in here i'd be like oh some excitement but i'm so scared of gracie being bitten by anything so she's that's not gonna it. get bitten by a rat like oh her mortal enemy is just gonna come after her no I don't know. Gracie, Gracie's just polishing her gun. She's like, yeah, come after me. Let's see what happens. You, me, two rounds, one, two. Knockout right. punch. Well, that voice hurts my throat. That's, um, that's it. That is our episode of Ask Eliza Anything. We really love that you guys joined us. By the way, today's episode, I did my makeup and everything so that you could see my peachy. I feel like a drag queen. Like, I'm living my peachy fantasy. It's summer melon. Wrap it what? Wrap what? It oh, my God. I'm giving them content. Okay. You're an orca monster. Look at it. There's that orca smile. <laughs> I'm just a baby whale. Um, what the hell was it? Oh, yeah. T- uh, part of the proceeds from today's Leap Live uh, goes to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, specifically Team Harley. My cousin Harley, um, good friend, friend of the show, former bridesmaid of mine. Uh, we just had her Zoom bachelorette party yesterday. Uh, she has cystic fibrosis and she is a beacon of hope. She is, people with CF are living longer now than we ever thought. She's in her 30s. She's getting married soon. She's thriving. I've always respected how brave she is. And, uh, yeah, cystic fibrosis. A lot of people are touched by this disease, but it's still like a boutique disease. It's not as glamorous as say cancer. doesn't get Mm. the same kind of money and fun. So CF, I play for them on TV all the time. And a part of our proceeds go to CF team Harley. So thank you for that. 
Thanks for buying tickets, guys. Thanks, you guys. This was so fun, and people like you are the reason we get to keep doing it. And we'll see you at the next one. Bye. My body. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.